0: Connect and
1: experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877.
0: Art Zany Radio for the Imagination with your host Paula Grandquist is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now Art Zany Radio for the Imagination.
2: Good morning, this is Paula Grandquist and you are tuned to Art Zany. Radio for the Imagination. Thanks so much for being a part of the show and helping us celebrate creating and all stories. I am ready to tune our imagination, so let's get together. This is the season of bountiful beauty and floral wonder. Grass green and sky, sapphire, birdsong and buzzing. And I am trying to take time each day to pause and take in the surroundings. This is Fleeting. I want to remember this in late February. (laughs) Take in all of the visuals, the smells, the chirps, and the vistas. And each year I dream about having the garden of you know, my wildest imagination and I'm just never sure where to start. So what I've done and I continue to do is just manage a bunch of flower pots and that seems to work for me. They just make me so happy (laughs) and so far it's been a great way to be introduced to different plants because it's easy, it's flexible, there's a low commitment to it and I can still spend time in the yard with lots of beautiful flowers and I can kind of check out the different combinations and what succeeds in shady spots and sunny patches and I like to think that I'm kind of building up a record of some of the possibilities for my future garden. You know there's another gardening possibility in this year that happened to us and I'm so excited this year because we did actually plant something in the yard intentionally and we were blessed to receive some heirloom rhubarb plants from a family friend And so thank you to my mom for digging those uh, roots and crowns out and keeping them until we could pick them up. And all of the transplants are thriving, and it's very exciting for me to have that happen. We're dreaming about the pies and crisps and sauces that will be coming in the next few years. Nature is such a wonder. And then another experiment we tried this year was to plant just two cherry tomato plants, because I love eating these juicy gems. They're like candy to me. And in salads, I love them throughout the whole summer. But these two plants I put out just rocketed to new heights last week in the heat. I was amazed at how fast the transformation happens. So last weekend, I went out to try to tame some of the wild and wily shoots and get a few of those stems back into the tomato towers so they'd be supported when the mature tomatoes weigh down those stems. Well that did not go so well. I ended up snapping off branches and I felt so terrible. I just I felt so bad that I had done that. I was really trying hard to be gentle but then crack they ended up unattached. And I was holding these stems and just felt so awful so I didn't know what to do with these greens. So I couldn't bear to toss them in the composting bag. So I took looked down at the tiny little buds that were just beginning to show their yellow flowers, and I felt like I'd ruined their dreams of becoming baby tomatoes. So I brought the branches into the house with the hope that maybe I could enjoy the verdant shoots and the smell of summer that lives on those wonderful structures of the tomato plants for just a few more hours. Then I got this weird idea. I was like why don't I just put them in a vase and see what happens? You know, I read better than maybe throwing them out and it worked and it's been a lovely addition to the countertop. These yellow flowers are peeking out and I, I don't think they'll actually make tomatoes, but, You know, for a week, we've had the smell of tomato lingering, and the shoots are kind of this nice shape. And I don't know, I just thought that was a nice thing. So maybe if that happens to you, you have a new solution, and maybe those yellow flowers will fully bloom. And I'm not sure, but I've been smiling all week, and that just makes me happy. So maybe we're actually building something without even knowing the plan, and that might be the point of gardening. So as you can tell, we're going to talk about gardening today. I'm very excited to welcome to the Art Zany Radio studio two members of the Northfield Garden Club to talk about the 2023 Garden Tour happening this weekend. Joining me today are Elizabeth Olson and Donna May. Welcome to Art Zany Radio. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank it, you for having us. It's a pleasure to have you. And the Garden Club Tour is this weekend, so we wanted to be sure to get the word out. It's Saturday and Sunday from 11 to four both days and it is a glorious tour we're going to talk a little little bit more about that but i wanted first to have you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about maybe your gardening story and your connection to the gardening club donna do you want to start since you uh haven't been on before and then elizabeth can go follow up
3: sure well, I started gardening when I was a toddler, and my dad taught me how to pull weeds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how did he teach you the difference? Because what I found was the kids pulled everything.
3: <laughs> well, he just usually pointed and looked at me with his steely blue eyes, and I learned early on to be sure to check before. <laughs> before but both my parents uh, grew out of the Depression and were from um, Steel Valley and. Uh, northeastern Ohio and originally from western Pennsylvania but then they moved across the border to uh, after the war and Mm. um, uh, I just, my mom was uh, first generation uh, Sicilian, American here so all of my aunts on my mother's side and my grandparents were from Sicily and they had huge Mm. gardens there. My dad is uh, Slovak and again they uh, had huge gardens, and they did a lot of canning, which is something I no longer do. Thank you. It's <laughs> <laughs> a uh, lot. I, of I work. have friends that still do it, and I say, you know, I think the line of friendship is going to stop right there. I would rather help come and weed, but I'm not doing canning anymore. <laughs> uh, but sh- we canned everything, and my dad's, my mother, grandmother, and my father's side even canned meat. So I mean, they they were really, wow, that's avid, nice. avid, avid gardeners. And, um, <clears throat> when we moved uh, to Ohio and then my dad built our house and things got better and we moved into a better neighborhood, we still had a big yard and he still had a big, big garden. And, uh, I remember still canning though with my mother and making the sauces, the Italian, uh, you know, ragu sauces, uh, from the canned jars. And oh. so it's in my blood. It's been there. Um, when we moved to Minnesota in 1977, uh, my husband and I, um, we uh, had a house over at, uh, on Leah Drive, which was a new development at that time. It's uh, off of Prairie. Oh, and that And that was a whole new, brand new area. When I walked out my split level, I could call the cows in the morning. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> no longer can do that. <laughs> it's just blossom. But I had a huge garden then. I even had to hire a farmer to come over and till it. It was yeah, oh, with his tractor it was that's like, a big space right you know corn the whole bit you know and stuff so but you know working moms don't have when you're not <laughs> not um there all the time to do that so i gradually cut back with all of that and now that i'm in my early 70s i've gone to container garden uh, we live in a log house uh out uh, south of town off of gates avenue mm-hmm. and um we had the property we have the property for our large garden but um my back no and knees don't no longer want to want to do that. So my challenge in these last few years and since joining the uh, Northfield Garden Club has been to learn how to regarden with containers. And because um, we are out in the country, and my husband now in retirement has picked up refurbishing um, old cars. Uh, <laughs> He just finished a 1951 Chevy Suburban for me and um we uh and he does old tractors as well as many other things but we have a couple rows of vines of grapes and so he's making wine but the gardening I use a lot of repurposed um tractor things and um, like wash sculptural tubs. things. Yeah, well and- yeah, they're so they're around. <laughs> Whatever. I have um for instance an, uh, a planter that uh, the the uh, can scoops of the of the plant of a planter that have been I, I use whatever's available. I do a lot of um wash tubs. I remember um. actually washing clothes in a double tubbed wash tub with my mom. <laughs> cranking the <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> cranking the, the clothes through. And so I get my husband to drill the holes underneath the double planters. And um, and that is a new challenge because it's, it's different than um, cedar box um, mm-hmm. uh, raise or raised beds that are just uh, close to the ground. In so, fact,
1: one of our gardens features that very idea. Uh, when right. people buy their ticket, they're numbered and it would be garden number six. That right, that Kathy happens. Collison's. Uh,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Yes. Right. And I've seen Ours hers. Are much more professional looking. Than mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's well, the tops. <laughs> She also
1: adds glassware, right. and Well, I paint
3: like mine and do a little decoration <laughs> on them. But <pit. laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, and, and so and they sign, look great, But uh, Elizabeth
2: said that you've just retired from. Right. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you, you're teaching and music.
3: Uh, I was, uh, my degrees are in both elementary education and in music education, K through 12. So most of my career, uh, 40 years of teaching, I I had split positions doing both elementary part-time and then music. Uh, Most elementary music positions are are rarely full-time. So that worked out very well. That's what I did when I came to Northfield first. I taught for six years or so at St. Dominic's and then subbed in the area before adopting my two sons. and took a break from that, but um, yeah, music has been in my has been my career the whole, all of my life, 40 out of the 70 years
2: <laughs> well, so, It sounds like yeah, even after retirement you're busier than ever I am,
3: that's <laughs> been a strange concept, I never learned how to say no when I was teaching and now I don't know how to say no, <laughs> and Elizabeth here is very persuasive and so <laughs> yeah. I just
1: said I would help <laughs> Yeah, right <laughs> Well, it's so, a delight
3: but, to have you
2: here, and I, I think your garden is a place I would want to see someday. Maybe I'll plant well, a little we seed were talking there. <laughs> about that the other day, but
1: there are some travels in Donna's right. plans. So we it'll do be a, a lot of years. traveling as well. Yeah. Sure, sure. That's hard but to keep I a garden see. when you. Travel. We have the opportunity to offer it as a part of the garden tour. Sure, one yeah, of these
3: times. That'll be absolutely. <laughs> Next year, maybe not.
1: <laughs> and, and like Donna, I too was uh, inspired by my uh, parents. But it was in another way. Uh, my mother uh, was very much um, a master gardener without having done the actual mm. coursework. And so as a result, uh, I, I grew up with mother trying new plants and also creating an artistic look to her gardens. I remember one of the homes we owned, there was a circle garden down in the lower area, and she would take, well, some people pronounce it gladiolas and some gladiolas, but she would have oh. gladiolas, uh, you know, as a part of it, and it was kind of like water coming out of a fountain, and a Mother just did amazing things, and then when they moved to uh, another home, which was in the woods, uh She worked it out so that uh, she had a bird bath and then around that she would each year do something artistic that the deer would not eat (laughs) and that the bunnies would hopefully stay away from and mother used a lot of (laughs) mothballs hoping that that would deter and and discourage the bunnies and that doesn't work in the wintertime especially Mm. when the snow is covering your mothballs. But anyway.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard of that trick.
1: (laughs) But then she proceeded to, uh, uh, once uh, they had moved from uh, Alexandria, Minnesota, to Watertown, Minnesota, and finally to Plymouth, Minnesota, uh, she became active out at the University of Minnesota Arboretum. And Mm. she became a docent out there. But as a result, she would bring, uh, like uh, when the... Northern Lights Azaleas were first being developed. I believe that's what the, the uh, azalea that was uh, able to survive in Zone 4 was first oh. begun at. And I believe it was University of Minnesota research that allowed that to be a possibility. Mother had azalea number, I'm going to make this up, 459, <laughs> to see whether or not 459 could survive in Plymouth. So, like a test garden. Exactly. And that wasn't the only plants. That that mother mm. would uh, would bring, and 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 of course by then I was grown, had a family of my own, uh, but still I would come back, and mother would discuss what it was that was growing, and 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 uh, in fact my choice for my own personal garden was to I always remembered this uh, crabapple tree, red splendor, and I believe it was new mm. when mother put it in her yard because uh, they moved to Plymouth in 1970. So from then on was when she was doing experimental plantings uh, in a very small way, you understand, very small way. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, But uh, as a result, um, I love the shape, whatever. I now have a red splendor by my front door that is the greeting when people come to my home uh, 24-7. I I love its shape in the winter. Uh, That's another piece that the mother also uh, got my eye, noticing how things played well together. And I think you're going to find that on our tour as well. Uh, For those of you uh, in the listening audience who do indeed plan on uh, enjoying our garden tour this weekend, we have a number of different looks at our gardens. We have um, uh, two people who have just begun gardening on brand-new homes. So we I, I kind of call that uh, uh, virgin gardening in a way because it, there were no trees where these two homes were plant planted. The houses <laughs> were planted, now you understand. And then from uh, there, Polly, uh, Hendy, and Tim and Linda Ganyan uh, side by side, uh, it turned out that they just kind of fell into uh, what their choices were. I know that uh, Connects uh, helped Tim, I'm sorry, Tom and Linda uh, in terms of kind of deciding what to do with their space because Tim, uh, I'm sorry, I did it again. Tom and Linda both are master gardeners and they'd lived in Faribault on a, a, I think it's a was a quarter of a block space in a very historical home they had done just amazing work with all of the uh, uh, uh gardening and uh terrain that they had and that lot then to move to a brand new home and start all over i mean they they just came at this with a fresh look favorites i'm sure but nevertheless and and uh I know that Connects helped them with their landscaping plans, whereas Polly, I believe, came with uh, some more ideas because she came from a family of gardeners, so uh, my understanding is that, that that was kind of what uh, you know g- caused her to kind of pick her perennials that she was going to use, and I... If I'm not mistaken, some of those perennials, for those of you who go on the tour, if you get a chance to talk with Polly, I'm sure she'll be more than happy to share which of the things that you are viewing come from generations from her home, which is very interesting. So we have that, new uh, virgin uh, properties that are being developed. And then we go to uh, uh, a gal who is a recent master gardener, which is number three, Laura and Steve Medwitz. And when people get to that particular garden, uh, I love uh, the way Laura describes it. She says, how does my garden grow? And she has just been in love with adding something. She reminds me of me to a certain extent because what I do is I go out to connect. I connect, no <laughs> pun intended, with a particular specimen that might be by the checkout area, and I think, oh! Oh, I just love you to death. You're just such a pretty shape. Now, where do I put you? Thinking again of my mother, who had really landscape was the area in which she was an artist. And I like to think that some of that, I don't have two purple thumbs anymore. I think I just have one. Things still do die, you understand. Mm -hmm. But anyway, (laughs) uh, so I will say, Oh, where should I put you? And then I'll go home and I'll envision whatever I've seen. And I always Google, always Google, how tall is it going to be? Mm -hmm. How much sun will it want? Does it want to be wet? Does it want wet feet? Or would it prefer to have dry feet? I think about all those things before I pick my, oh, you're gorgeous, where do I put you? Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I, I don't foolishly just pick and then do it afterwards i I look at it, but i plan i 'm very planful about what I purchase, but I can tell you, I managed to find a place for everything that I fall in love with, like th- this year, I fell in love with Lupin, uh, mm-hmm. the domesticated lupin, uh, which again, Mother being the uh, experimenter that she was, she went out years ago, decades ago, and dug up wild Lupin and brought them to her home in. In Plymouth, and couldn't quite find the wet spot, so she made one, and and uh, the, the lupin that was the purple color that mm-hmm. just captured her. But now there are stunning pinks, and those are the ones that I fell in love with at Connects. and so I bought three of them, and I put them in. I saw, thought, now where on my property can I fit these three? And I found just the spot.
2: That, that's the thing about gardening is it's never yes. done it's a, and a evolution. To
1: think about that when I hope when people uh visit the gardens uh, for those who choose to do it that they think about well what was behind the the first two? Oh what inspired number 3? Oh she just is falling in love and finding a place and maybe getting rid of grass. But number 4 isn't a garden. It's an entire boulevard on Winona and it extends on Winona Street from the 200s through the 300s. Now, not all the boulevards uh, have been a part of the grant that uh, Nancy Breaker, one of the people along that strip, uh, alerted them to. But uh, the, the grant is called, its, and it's grant funds from the Minnesota, Lawns to Legumes. And I know a number of people would like to do that, but they maybe don't want their whole lawn to be transformed. Formed, well, those of us that live in town have the advantage of we can transform our boulevard. Mm-hmm. And then do we want it to be prairie? A number of people like going back to that more natural uh, type of environment that can handle the droughts mm-hmm. that we are going to be facing more and more as, as the our climate changes. So uh, in any event, one of the persons who did indeed decide to develop his boulevard, Will uh, Schroeder, sure will be uh and will pardon me if i mispronounced your last name i apologize in any event uh he is going to be in his in on his property you know in in his uh, home yard but he's going to have information if persons are interested in uh uh promoting that or advancing that maybe on their particular block in their town, because we do get people from Minneapolis. We've had people from St. Cloud. Uh, Because we are advertised, uh, well, advertised is maybe the wrong word, but there's an announcement about our tour in the Northern Mm Gardener, which is the Minnesota State Horticultural Society's magazine. The editor used to live here in Northfield, in fact, very sure. But in any event, um, that... uh, Information was in that particular magazine. So gardeners all over the state of Minnesota learned about the tour that's here in Northfield. And some people come every year from out of town to, to see what's going on here it in Northfield. It is
2: a spectacular tour. Folks, if you're just tuning in, this is Art Zaney Radio for the Imagination. We're talking about the Northfield Garden Club, the tour. And if you want more details or want to just preview the... Uh, Information that we've been giving you, or follow along. The NorthfieldGardenClub dot org is the website that you'll want to uh, click on, and that uh, will have the information. You can download the map so you know where to start. And again, it's happening Saturday, July eighth, from eleven to four, and Sunday, the ninth, from eleven to four. And probably the best thing about it is that the tickets are only ten dollars, and that one ticket. That you can get at whichever garden you decide to start at, doesn't matter, will give you access to every garden both days. So uh, that's like the bargain of the century, I think.
1: <laughs> Plus the money is going towards all the beautiful flowers that people see in uh, a Bridge Square Park and uh we've been instrumental in uh researching and alerting the city and at one time purchased all the pink flowers that are in the hanging baskets mm-hmm. that now the the city has uh absorbed that into their budget but originally that was a garden club uh piece and for years the garden club even though the city might have purchased the flowers the garden club paid $500 a month, because I was treasurer at the time, to a gentleman in town who watered all mm. the baskets because the city did not have enough workers to be able to add that to the regimen that they have.
2: Well, and it's, it's wonderful because you uh, I know when I bring guests to, to Northfield, they always notice the flowers on Division Street. And so it says something about how important having that Color that texture that uh, you know just natural part of of the city and but this this tour isn 't just about gardens. I want to talk with Donna a little bit about the um, artists who will be that 's a nice pairing that has always happened with with this this tour
3: it's what attracted me to the Northfield Garden Club first, actually, I attended the tour, and then when uh also uh Bridge Square in the summers when they have the markets as well have Riverwalk Marketplace, yeah, with the artist booths, Market Fair, yeah, and um, being involved at Fifty North also, uh, I've done the herb gardens there for the last few years and was on the art uh, artist committee there, hanging art. Um, Northfield is a very open and um, welcoming place uh, for artists to show their work. Um, mm-hmm. Here at in the Garden Club show, for instance, we don't charge them. Uh, a fee, and we don't take a percentage of their sales, so they come for free, which is unusual for an artist to do, who's struggling anyway, most of them, and then to have to pay for a booth or to then give some other organization a percentage of whatever they mm-hmm. sell. It's a an attractive thing, and so as each garden uh, as as uh, is different uh, and has its own unique qualities, I try to I've tried to match up the artists. Um, to be different also, to offer something different. And done uh, a
2: wonderful job too,
1: thanks Donna. <laughs>
3: it, it's just lovely.
2: Let's start maybe with that first garden that sure, we talked about, yeah. which was the one...
3: um uh, here on court, Polly Hendy's uh, mm-hmm. garden, yeah. Um, the artists there are uh, Jill and Ken Hilton and I first met them at an art show um, and they actually did show last year and are showing again this year. Um, uh Again, another thing as I've aged um I've noticed that my children's generation is not attached to all of the traditional doodads <laughs> that I have on every you mean they don't, of wanna my the <laughs> they don't want to keep the silver they don't want to keep the silver my mom's dishes or this or that and so uh it was actually my daughter in law who um I was showing her my mother in law's lace work that she's done and uh, Full-length tablecloths and bedspreads. She was an a award-winning uh, crochet at the.
2: Wow, that's at, impressive! Because yeah, normally I mean, it was I little doilies crazy. or something to yes, sort of do uh, a whole tablecloth.
3: In fact, I have a couple bedspreads. I mean, and each one of my sons have their own. Uh, she made, like, little hope chests for them. But oh. they they don't use any of that stuff. They're very modern and slick and, you know, when things, uh, you know, quickly... Things will swing yeah, back so and what forward. Well, uh, they will. But in the meantime, I <laughs> think... <laughs>
1: What and, do I do with my? And stuff? men don't put oil on their hair anymore, so you don't need to have a, a that's right, a crochet
3: crochet thing to to protect across your the back of your oh chair. that's
2: what those were for
3: right. or the that's elbows right. from the ink from the yes uh,
1: yes from the
3: newspaper <laughs> from the newspaper yes so I had um, no
2: idea yeah things so. not just yeah, decorative they were practical right. yeah. so
3: Absolutely. it was actually one of my my, my one of my daughter in laws that said well Donna why don't you um, just take the doily and let's frame it. Let's put it on a nice background. Oh, sure. in that And then we'll label it that this is an example of, you know, Mike's grandma's uh, work. Yeah. Instead of me. You know, you, you, you can only store these things so long and then they yellow and they do well. So um, finding new ways to keep um, those treasures in mm-hmm. your family is what attracted me to Jill and uh, Ken Hilton. Uh, they um, find ways of taking silverware and making... Um, uh, chimes out of them um napkin holders out of the silverware. Oh that's a really good idea. Right. Um they'll take um a chip of the dish. They'll break the dish, you know, of course you're going to just throw them away or whatever. They'll take one um a dish a corner of it that has a floral print and they can in, uh encase it in a pendant or on a ring mm. uh make earrings from them, um make treasures of them that are Usable won't take as much space mm-hmm. as doing all of that, and um, they they're open to all kinds of uh, ideas about doing that. And I was I was just so so enamored and pleased <laughs> about that. So they'll be at the um, first garden, uh, number garden number one, uh, and again the they get a lot of the inspiration of the floral things to do from. They do a lot of traveling too, and they especially uh, travel uh, to Ireland and uh, they love visiting Monet's gardens in France and get inspirations uh, from them. So I was pleased to welcome them back this year. So they'll be at Garden Number 1. Now Sharon Drager, she's at uh, the uh, Coupled Garden. Uh, Garden 1 and 2 are are next to each other. And uh, uh, Sharon I met here at another arts fair here in Northfield. And her photographer... Is unique uh, uh, as most photographers uh, with nature. She she does all sorts of uh, beautiful um, close-ups of uh, flowers and uh, nature and um, animals, and she prides herself in being to all fifty states. She goes and she so she's got a, a, a large variety of different scenes, and then she does her magic with her touching up and. Her unique way, and again, I was drawn immediately to her. Uh, she does some black and white that you can, for instance, then choose a soft pastel color to to enhance it mm. without taking away the black and white. I thought it was really unique, and my son Joe likes to work in black and white, so I thought, you know, that was that's a very unique thing. And so I'll be she,
2: interested to see
3: her work. That yeah, sounds she, yeah, lovely. She's at garden number number two. Now, garden number three—it's uh, the Medvits. Uh, they're on uh, Prospect Drive. And we were talking about um, Elizabeth was talking about uh, experimenting with what you have uh, in your garden, mm-hmm. what the landscape is like, how you can use the dry areas and the, uh, you know, the the wet areas. And um, Barbara's uh, uh, Zavaruha lives not too far from me, out south out in the country she has like 70 acres or more 75 acres of varied woods um and a prairie and uh she does her pottery inspiration she gets her pottery inspiration from the prairie and from her woods from she uses the uh the the leaves of the various trees to emboss in her and to inspire her in her pottery and she's was is very Proud that she doesn 't use anything toxic in her mm-hmm. in her pottery she 's a
2: gorgeous studio and if you ever get a chance yeah. uh, on one of the uh, studio tours in the fall. To visit the property, it's beautiful, and her work is reflective of that right, s- that land, and the the space that she inhabits. Yeah. And she's a very we have several pieces, and I just really yeah. enjoy they're, her work.
3: They're very it, they're very attractive and very usable and practical. Again, going back to this new generation that uh, doesn't just want to put a pot on the middle of the table because <laughs> but no they want to use it. So all her stoneware is uh microwave safe and oven oven safe and dishwasher safe. So that's an added plus to <laughs> to all of those things. But um uh
2: and then at the um, Boulevard Gardens on Winona yes. there's a, a, an artist that I have not met but reading about um, I, I'm really intrigued by the woodworker.
3: Yes. And that's I that's gonna be a good match. It it will and I I was interested in when I saw his work because um, I know the Lord must have intended something for, you know, buck, buckthorn trees, but <laughs> 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 he hasn't quite revealed that uh, to me yet. <laughs> I'm just used to eradicating them from my from my prairie gardens and from my <laughs> garden. In fact, um, during the tornado that we had, Wow, I think it's been four years now. Is it I can't believe Summer's it might a- be. Yeah. Well, it, it demolished well over 50 trees on our property. Mm-hmm. I had a line of um, trees uh, that uh, was on a ridge, and they were just totally gone. And uh, the ridge then sloped down, and at that sloped area it was shaded, and now... It's totally exposed to sun. So, oh, the, sure. the, the type of uh, prairie uh, flowers that had been planted for shade just withered mm. <laughs> in the sun. So, I've had to start over. And the thing with buckthorn trees is that they grow up anywhere <laughs> on the roots of things. And so, they've been cropping up. And so, uh, as I'm getting rid of them, uh, this artist is seeking them out. And he... What? I've never heard of anybody I, wanting... No, he actually... <laughs> I saw some um, rolling pins kitchen uh, and kitchenware that he has made from buckthorn trees. So... Uh, I yeah. don't think they ever got that big, well, but I maybe you let them go. I was <laughs> going to say, nobody wants to let them nobody get that big. <laughs> no one wants to but let them go. I love
1: the the, the the matching on the next one with Amanda's garden that I didn't get a chance to
3: Oh, talk to talk about, about Amanda's because garden. Because
1: she's got really three gardens in one. Yeah, yeah. Why, why don't, don't you talk
3: about the gardens, then I'll oh, go, compliment go, it with the What uh, I uh, really
1: love is... The way her dad has been her inspiration, you know master gardener for over fifty years, kind of like my mother was my inspiration in terms of the visual piece and and for her, the love of gardening and the plants have come from him. so I hope people t- take the time if you're going to go on the tour when you get to garden number five on first Street west uh, to really appreciate the fact that those are plants from her father, just like at Polly, number one, those are plants from her family background as well. But also, I would like to comment that when people come to that garden, uh, Amanda's asking people park across the street, she'll try to have it marked, so that they can stand, get out of their car, and just take in what the boulevard looks like, because that's really her first garden that she's mm-hmm. drawing your attention to all right so and and she makes it very clear the first one's kind of a water wise pollinator friendly boulevard you know but then you're going to go to the shady front and side as uh Donna was commenting when you go from sun to shade or shade to sun you have to have totally different gardens and she is with her guidance from her father, of course, and his plants and choices has done that magnificently. And then, of course, we have to have a little patch of sun. And that'll be in the back, so people need to go around to the back so that they catch that. But more importantly, as Donna was matching the artist, Donna, why don't you explain how uh, it came to be Judy uh, Saywill's scarves. Go ahead.
3: If any of you, uh, if you've been in Northfield and have had your ears and eyes open you must have heard of Judy Say-Willis. Uh, um, she's been We adore active. Judy and just an, an amazing <laughs> yeah. talent. And, right. And uh, she is. And very generous with uh, with sharing her story, uh, which, by the way, uh, many of these uh, artists and uh, have their stories uh, on the website. And... Um, Many of them uh, have online stores, uh, mm-hmm. online shopping that you can also connect into, and that's uh, information that's also on uh, the northfieldgardenclub.org website. Uh, but Judy's uh, story, which is much longer than we could print in here, <laughs> again begins with her grandparents and with meeting um, important people in her life that have inspired her. But when I first was checking out the gardens and I had not met uh, Amanda uh, Eastfold. When I met her, uh, she mentioned uh, an indigo plant, which I know nothing about. <laughs> and Judy has planted oh over two hundred thousands of, uh, I think of indigo plants.
2: I said in here like one year she planted two thousand. Yes, I think it said yes. because
3: Judy's art comes from natural dyes mm-hmm. from. Plants that grow in the area. In fact, she's come to my home specifically for my nine bark because
1: uh, uh, summer wine has a burgundy color to it, oh, sure. and it was a color that she
3: wanted to yeah. to try. And so and she it's really fun when you go to her studio. Um, the studio itself is not on the tour, but she has been on. You can visit her studio at various times. There are vats of of smelling and awesome treats to your eye of various colors of purples and blues and greens that she uses to dye both her uh wood wood jewelry as she uses for um the beautiful silk scarves mm-hmm. uh that she does. That's what and, she's known for. And the prints uh that she puts on those. And so um knowing that she and Amanda were both knew about indigo, <laughs> uh, that's why I matched them up. I thought that um that would be a good match. And when we to get them. to
1: the final garden, uh, Kathy Collison, which mm-hmm. we already talked about a little bit because she's gone with the, the uh, natural uh, metal uh, type of container that she wanted very much. Uh, she's just such an environmentalist. Uh, there were, in fact, she was featured in the Northfield News Wednesday edition, and there's pictures oh, of uh, Kathy's garden on the front page as well as inside on page four. Uh, so, if people are interested in, in seeing it prior to going, but they can go to our website as well, which is the dot com dot org dot org dot We're not a com, we're an org. <laughs> uh, uh, keep track of what you're doing. So, anyway, but uh, so it's you're going to really enjoy because she's also, as I mentioned, a blown glass. Uh, artists, but uh, Donna can speak to uh, just exactly what people are going to encounter there.
3: Right. And, in fact, I had some friends visiting uh, the accompanist that uh, Seasoned Singers are is using at our um, picnic gathering next week. She and her husband came to town that, for the rehearsal, and then we went to dinner, and then I drove her uh, past Kathy Collison's uh, uh, corner lot. Which is
1: on Jefferson Road. right. Close to
2: Woodley. Right,
1: it's uh, right. right. It's on actually the Spruce
3: Court, but it's right off Jefferson. It's right yeah. off Jefferson. That's, yes. yeah, easy to do. I'm but, sure uh, many people have noticed her garden. Yeah, and um, the medal uh, actually was Kathy. Uh, well, I was not going to pair another artist there because Kathy herself is showing her mm-hmm. artwork, her blown glass uh, uh, work, which I'm really anxious to, to yes. see again. Yeah. Um, but she asked that her friend, um, Heather. Uh, Heather, Heather Lawrence, yes, Lawrence, um, yeah, yeah Lawrence. show show her uh, Lawrence, show her work, uh, because she uses uh, metals and glasswork and um, crystals and various things for her jewelry, which is a whole different look from Judy's, and a very whole different look from what you would will see from the Hiltons as well. So. It's not that the even though you may read this originally and think, Oh, there are three jewelry things. No, not really. They're completely different. And so um we're hoping that um the eclectic variety of both gardens and artists will tantalize people to come and uh in and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how uh uh blown glass ornaments
1: can also be used in, into uh, the natural into the natural setting. And she has she's very
2: much into natural. Well,
1: so I that think they can I, be outside. I have well, a few
3: of her glass
2: tree. ornaments that um, I have put in my bird baths that uh, just add a little bit of color. color and, um, and, and um, just a little glitz. side
1: note. She has a way, she has a 250 uh, rain barrel garden. She has a way of totally watering her garden by... The use of this water that hopefully it will rain some more for you, Kathy, because I think your
2: barrel (laughs) might be getting just a little bit low. Well, yeah, we haven't had it. It's it's been lovely, but there are reasons we want to have a little bit of rain occasionally. Yeah, so there's a whole variety of things. And I think that um, the Garden Tour, every year I, I feel... So inspired when when I go and and check out these spaces and talk with the, the, one of the nice things sometimes the gardener is available to to answer questions. Um, there's always somebody from the garden club there to greet. Yes, at yes. each location mm-hmm. and sell the tickets of course because we at one time
1: did sell them uh, ahead of time, but we we found that that was. Uh, well, COVID taught us. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it changed COVID, your practice. It, we right. changed our practice, and it was as effective to be selling right. in at the garden itself. In fact, last year was our top oh, seller. Good.
2: People ever. Are, were ready to be back in the garden. Yeah. They
1: are, and you don't have to be a gardener in order to come and enjoy a garden, because it's it's. It's a feast for the eyes, so uh, you know it, we encourage anyone. You don't have to be interested in gardening. In fact, it's just fun to come and walk in
3: the grass and and, right. and talk with the gardeners and artists. Yes, and the artists are very good at not soliciting. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, again, it's it's, it's necessary necessary just a all, a wonderful yeah. family way actually to uh, to to spend a lovely day, a mm-hmm. few hours. So um, again, it's eleven to four this Saturday and Sunday, right? Both
2: days, both and days. I don't. I, Keep not, your I
3: brochure I, you can come. Uh, the brochure is a three-folded. Uh, well, actually, it is the ticket. and it is it the, is the ticket. ticket, so it, is it doesn't ticket. need punched. They just need to show the uh, sitter who's uh, welcoming. That they've you already the, been the, at another garden yeah. and purchased their ticket. I think
2: that's amazing that you can get this ten dollars yeah. for all of those experiences. Yeah. Plus, and you have
3: a write-up of uh, a description of each garden and each artist and a map so it's uh it's easy going we've tried to make it as uh friendly as possible
2: right and there's no um no pattern you have to follow right. no uh restrictions on you know you have to do it in order uh you can start anywhere you can go to one or two or six or come back to each of them multiple times <laughs> it's your oh, choice yes. Oh
1: yes. the ticket works all uh, for multiple visits mm-hmm. like you think oh i've Didn't bring my phone, for example, and I wanted to take a picture of a couple of things. And you know how we have that ID, plant ID capability so that you don't even technically have to talk with the gardener if they happen to be in conversation with another visitor in their garden. You do have that option if you are lucky enough to know how to do it. Do you have a favorite
2: app that you like to use for oh, that? Oh, I knew you were going oh, to ask. No. I, well, I, 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 I asked I, because just, I've heard I'm, of it but haven't added there anything.
1: There is a way to do it that's supposed to be and is super simple. Somebody led me through it once two weeks ago, and I've already forgotten how to do it. But you do just take a picture of it. Yeah
3: and are are identify the plant the plant the one that one that's called just the plant
1: well you don't have to have an yeah. app for this oh the iphone oh, really? automatically does it ah. okay now whoa that's why <laughs> at least and i i um, the, uh, the the woman who was showing me this uh, Maybe you can go to uh, Google and figure out how to do this, folks. Well, that because I'm not very helpful. Isn't that
2: amazing <laughs> how things have have developed like that? Because you I don't need never it. would have thought of that, and and that's no, why so many gardeners, it. you know, would label all their plants, is because uh, still like that. I, but it's <laughs> well, nice. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I know when I've been on the tour, I've taken plastic knives and put numbers on them, and then I, because. I go to Connects and say, "Oh, I love you! I want you!" Well, as a result, I have over 160 different varieties of of uh, perennials in my garden. <sighs> That's so a lot. So, as a result, uh, you know, and I can't walk around. I almost can name all of them. Just Bing, Bing, Bing. But still, I have a a guy down, and every time I buy a new plant, I. Put it into where it is, and it's got its number. And so, when my garden is on a tour, it'll be like 149. They'll look up 149. <laughs> oh, that's it. And they can take the list home. And,
2: right, because there are so many different varieties of yep, things. There are, and they they sometimes have different needs. And uh, they do
1: have different needs. Well said, Paula. Mm-hmm. Even within their family, and certainly different growth patterns. Sure. I love the dwarfs, because then I can get more of them into my life.
2: <laughs> well, it's going to be a lovely weekend, and uh, folks should add this to their plans for, for this weekend, because it is, uh, I think it's one of the, the most beautiful things we have in Northfield, is to have this Tour and available, and it's just so generous of the the homeowners and the gardeners to welcome people to come. I guess I forgot to ask. We got just a minute here um, for people who maybe haven't been on the garden tour. Are there a different etiquette rules of being in somebody else's garden? Um, how well, to? Well, I wouldn't pick the flowers. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good plan. And. Uh, and uh, if-
1: If there should be, perhaps, uh, you have uh, small children and still want to see it, uh, we just ask that the the children
2: be within
1: the Stay on the
2: guided paths. On the
1: guided paths. And and at uh, one of the gardens for sure, and possibly two of them, there is only one way to get to the lower or the backyard and then come back the same way as opposed to uh, slipping over because you'd be stepping on the property of a neighbor that... Uh, and and we want to be as as uh... considerate, yes,
2: Thank of everybody you. who's there, and that's exactly. true for everybody who's visiting. Because some people just like to spend time in the space and want a little quiet. And um, you know, all because they're I'd such
3: refrain from bringing dogs because they tend yeah, to they, no. they want to mark their mm. territories. And uh, if it's yeah, that your that own might be dog hard. in your own yard, that's one thing, but <laughs> to mark someone else's yes. uh, planted garden is another. So.
2: Yeah, and and uh, but what you can do is take pictures, like you said. That's right. And ask questions, and uh, you know, uh, I think what also it's it's fun because I've you know there are people who are touring, and I've gotten to know as we move through the garden some years, and so we have conversations about the plants or tell stories about mm-hmm. uh, you know what our gardens look like and things, and it's it's you know so you it's not just the gardener who can answer. There's a the whole community here really is uh, really talented. People
1: like to play. What's that plant? <laughs> and then we'll go to each of the gardens, and, and you know, there'll be
2: a <gasps> new one, or don't remember, or uh,
1: what was this one again? Yes. yes. Name so that
2: plant. It's a great game. It's a lot of fun. So thank you so much for being here, Elizabeth Olson and Donna May, for joining me for this uh, Artsany garden tour. It's going to be a great time, and I encourage everybody to go to the northfieldgardenclub.org and get all those details.
1: Well, thank you, Paula, for inviting us. Thank you for us. having us. Of
2: course. It's been my, my pleasure. Folks, this is Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. I thank you so much for joining me today. As always, I hope that you remember to add some Art Zany in your life. And, of course, in the meantime, until next time, enjoy your imagination.
0: You've been listening to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay, and textile labs, a gift shop, and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507 332 Do you have an old junker car in the garage or on the farm? Call Huber's Auto Parts in Faribault, 507-332-2300. Get the most cash for your old junker vehicle and have it taken away for free. Huber's Auto Parts in Faribault, 507-332-2300. Carlos Correa, there's his signature moment. Biggest swing is a twin. That's Carlos Correa, two-time all-star. And a superhero movie buff. The shortstop Correa. A Superman dive. Oh, what a defensive play that was. Which totally makes sense. Yo, Minnesota, Minnesota Twins. Bring your group of 20 or more to enjoy the Target Field experience and receive a special ticket discount and more. Get your tickets at twins.com groups.
2: Locally owned, independently programmed, 95.1,
1: the one.